0: WGC Productions presents Retribution, a miniseries. You are now listening to Episode 1. Transcripts for this episode can be found at WGCProductions.com. Enjoy yourself now, you hear.
1: Above. Sweet Lord and His eternal love. It is hot, sweating through my Sunday's best. And it's only Tuesday. Hot enough to make the devil sweat. Hot enough to drive a man from his wife and into the arms of some lusty sinner. Hot enough to.
2: Hotter than a bitch.
1: Cletus!
2: Cletus. Sorry, Lord, but, but isn't it? Ain't it? Ain't never known it to be this bad, and I lived here near my whole life. Nearly five whole families have fled the town. The heat killed their prospects and future hopes. What could drive him and his eternal kindness to this? I'll never know. So you ain't heard. Heard what? Well, I don't like to gossip,
3: but I think you ought to know, since you're a farmer and this drought and heat might just kill all your crop, it would only be good neighborly kindness. Willow Gravis.
2: The butcher's daughter.
1: That little girl? What's she gotta do with anything? Why, she's so shy. She once ran off stage right in the middle of the Christmas pageant. Baby Jesus had no mama for the rest of the show.
3: She's in a family way that little girl not little anymore her daddy when he found out well he was furious yelling and screaming all night i just couldn't fall asleep that was six or seven months ago now of course she never leaves the house but i see her through my curtains every so often and she is very very swollen
2: Who did that to her?
3: That's the question of the century, she won't say. A situation like that, a father who won't claim his child, well, it just ain't right. And when things ain't right, things don't work, like the weather. Of course, that's just what the pastor says.
1: Will the drought ever
3: end if the child remains unclaimed? I can't say for sure, but I don't see why it would start again unless the dog comes forward.
1: What is she doing pumping that water spout like that? Don't she know there's a drought? Ain't right for her to be working. Mm, look at what she's wearing. Dressing like a man. Who does
3: she think she is? How Tara McHale's parents simply haven't keeled over and died from shame and disappointment, I'll never know. Why, well, if my girl was 27, unmarried and playing in the dirt for a living, <laughs> I could never be that strong.
4: Hello there. Awful hot morning we're having, isn't it, Miss Betty? Yes, indeed,
3: dearie. You really oughtn't be working in this heat.
4: I gotta. Otherwise, all my crops would die, and we just wouldn't want that now, would we?
1: What a girl. What a strange, vicious girl.
2: Why don't you let me pump that for you, Miss Tara? Wouldn't want you to hurt yourself, would you?
4: I spend my days and nights toiling in the soil, doing back-breaking labor to raise my crops. This is a pump. Sure to say I won't hurt myself, but thank you for your thoughtfulness, Cletus.
2: (laughs) Of course, Miss Terra. Just tried to lend a neighborly hand. Miserable girl.
5: Morning, Cletus. Looking lovely as ever. Morning, Miss Betty. I thought the drought was causing this heat, but it is clearly you. And you too, Miss Caper. And you too, Miss Donahue. Maybe if we ran all you lovely ladies out of town, we'd poor folk finally stand a chance. Of course, with none of y'all in town, what's the point of being here?
1: Oh, Irving. You really are the most charming young man. Even when you were a boy, your smile would send us all to pieces. How is it that you haven't been snatched up
5: yet? I wonder that too. Oh, I see. You're sniffing around that girl again. What can I say? I'm hopeless. Now, don't mean to be rude, but my future's calling.
1: If I were younger.
5: If he were older.
3: If he weren't so stupid, he'd almost be perfect. Let's go, girls. Our bridge club is meeting soon.
5: Hello, Tariff. You're a hard woman to find. Been looking for you all morning.
4: Not now, Irving.
5: I got you a present. Not
4: now, Irving.
5: Don't you at least want to know what I got you? Never met a woman who didn't like presents.
4: Fine. What is it?
5: Here. We barely have enough water down at the flower shop to keep the flowers we already have alive. Figured these seeds might fare better in your... Mighty pretty, mighty capable hands.
4: This is really sweet of you, Irving.
5: Sweet enough for you to rethink my marriage proposal?
4: You do so well when you don't talk. Come on, you stupid. Just a drop? Can you do that for me? Just a... Dang it, you confounded lump of metal.
5: Tara, I think you're beating a dead horse, so to speak.
4: What else am I supposed to do? I'm a farmer, Irving. I farm, and farming needs water. It hasn't rained in months, and my reservoir supply is running dangerously low. If I don't get water from somewhere, my whole crop is gonna die.
5: So you'll just try again next year?
4: Next year? Won't be no next year. I can barely pay the mortgage now, and my parents hate that I'm doing this. They think I should be married off to someone I don't love, making babies I don't want. Forced to spend my life pricking my thumbs with sewing needles to momentarily escape the cold numbness that exists there. And dreading the day when that won't be enough.
5: You're so pretty when you talk.
4: I'm serious, Irving. I know. I'm getting desperate.
5: How desperate? Irving, if you start talking all that nasty again... No, none of that this time. Listen, I heard from my mama, who heard it from Miss Lorelai, who heard it from Miss Betty, who heard it from the pastor, who heard it from God, that this here drought is because something ain't right. I also heard Willow was eating for two now. Willow is pregnant?
4: Willow Gravis? The butcher's daughter? I've never even seen her look at a man, and she's managed to go and find one to have her? Well, good on her, I suppose. But what's a drought got to do with any of that?
5: Miss Betty says it's because God doesn't like it when young girls and their children are left without fathers. Or that because he's a father and all, and he doesn't like the bad ones. Something like that. The point is, the rain won't come because someone's already come and gone, Irving! Sorry, it was too perfect. That mouth's gonna
4: get you in trouble.
5: Hasn't yet. So, you believe it?
4: Do I believe that Willow is gonna be a mother? No, but I can see it happening. Do I believe that one person could cause all this mess? Do I believe God himself would stop the rain in order to drive out one man? Well, I don't know. More unbelievable things have happened.
5: Glad to be a help.
4: Hey, Irving. If it's not too much trouble...
5: You're the only trouble I ever want to be in. Never mind. I didn't mean it. I thought it was funny.
4: I was going to ask if you could go to Willow's and ask her to come over to my farm an hour or so after sunset. Don't have time to go myself, and I'd like to talk to her.
5: Don't even need to ask.
4: Thank you. I really appreciate it.
5: I appreciate that you appreciate it.
4: Bye, Irving.
5: I'm going to marry you one of these days, you know. We both gotta get married sometime. Why not marry each other? We're gonna have a family, Tara. Big family. With a couple of kids and a home we'll be proud of.
2: You'll never imagine what I saw today. Did another family move out? Damn it! Without the rain, who knows who's next? No. What, Betty? Was it a rattler?
3: No. Cornelius McHale. Tara's brother?
2: What's so special about him? Never liked him. Always thinking he's better than us.
3: (laughs) He is better than you, Cletus. He's young and rich and smart. He is worlds better than you. But it's what he was saying. No young
2: upstart is
1: better than me. Shut up, old man.
6: Saying Say what? Saying
1: what? Say what?
3: He was holding a letter and muttering to himself, violent whispers that whipped up goose flesh on my arms, talking something
2: vicious about his sister. Don't know why y'all all surprised. They both crazy. Besides, you should never trust a man that only wears suits.
1: Ain't healthy. Oh, how I pity the McHales, blessed by man and cursed by God, terrible people in terrible
2: states, acts of God, miserable Miserable
0: states. states.
7: Where have you been? Do you know what time it is? The
4: time I wanted to come home.
7: It is eight o'clock at night.
4: I was trying to get some water, and I was selling off the last of my eggs and vegetables. Here. I don't need to explain myself to you, you know.
7: (laughs) This isn't enough to get you through a week, let alone make up for the amount of produce you lost to the drought.
4: I sold what I had. What's wrong with you? You're not this tightly wound, usually.
7: Mother and father have written me. asking about you, asking about your farm.
4: What are you planning to tell them? What
7: can I tell them? I've been lying to them since I practically got here, saying that, you know, you were the the best farmer in the county because you said you needed a little more time to get the hang of things. I did need more time. (laughs) Oh, sure. Growing a modest amount of vegetables is all well and good, but now there's a drought, and you're selling a few dollars worth of food? How can I go from best farmer in the county to telling them that you're teetering on the Bank of bankruptcy? brink of bankruptcy uh, who gives a cuss father thinks I'm doing such a good job watching over you he thinks I'm practically a saint for leaving home for three years to watch over you in your uh, time of crisis I'm not he wants a- me to take over the printing business he says that when you come to your senses and get married I can start to run things he thinks I'm suited for it he wants me to move back to Boston <laughs> well what will he do when he finds out I've been lying to him for months now bye bye Boston Bye-bye, future. Oh, God, I need a seltzer.
4: So you are going to tell them.
7: No. No, that wouldn't be right. Would it? Would it? No, it wouldn't.
4: Thanks, Neil. That's why you're my favorite.
7: Oh, favorite what? Family member? Brother? Abused task monkey?
4: You're just my favorite.
7: Tell me you found water, at least.
4: No, but I think the drought may be kind of divine retribution of sorts.
7: Did you get heatstroke while you were out?
4: Talk of the town is that the butcher's daughter, Willow, don't know if you ever met her, but she's pregnant. Pregnant? Yes. Apparently, it was the handiwork of some rogue gentleman caller. Oh. Stop blushing, Neil. I'd have thought you'd never heard of these things before. It's
7: just so untoward.
4: Maybe in Boston, but things are different here. Thank God. I think if I find the father, then I'll bring back the water. Bring back the water, I'll save my farm. I'll save your skin with Daddy. I'll save us both. Won't that be nice? I'll save us
7: both. Uh, so, 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 so what 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 exactly are you going to do? You can't make a man be a father he he might not even he might not even be in town anymore uh, how, how are you even going to figure out who it is?
4: I'll ask. And calm down, you're liable to scare her. Her? Well, I'll be. Come in, come in. Thank you. Must admit, I didn't think you'd come.
6: Oh, I didn't know that we wouldn't be
7: alone.
4: Yes, I'm sorry. I should have mentioned, this is my brother. Come on, introduce yourself.
7: Uh, Mikhail. Uh, Cornelius Jacob McHale. Uh, most people just call me Neil for short. Uh, of course, some people call me Cornelius, too. It, it, it's all preference at this point. Uh, uh, nice to, uh, meet you.
6: Nice to meet you, Mr. McHale. Neil,
7: this is Willow. Uh, yes, I ascertained. I should... I, I should leave you ladies some privacy. Uh, some... D- uh, nice to meet you, Miss Gravis.
6: Likewise. Forgive him. I assume things are different where you're from? No, that's
4: not Boston. That's just Neil. So?
6: I know what you're going to ask about.
4: No, no. I just want to see how you're doing.
6: In the three years you've lived here, we've exchanged maybe a handful of words. Now suddenly and without reason... I know I could be a better neighbor,
4: so I'm trying. I'm trying.
6: You are...
4: Funny.
6: I didn't know you were funny. Mm. So, Irving, the heat? What about Irving? I mean, he came to my house for you. Are you two tying the knot anytime soon? (laughs) (laughs) No?
4: (laughs) No, I mean, Irving and I, that, that would be like oil and water. Or sawdust and water. Or sewage and water. Speaking of water, I, um, you hear about this drought?
6: Of course.
4: It's about six or seven months long now. Yes. You know, droughts don't really last that long around the territory, I heard. A month or two, sure, but seven? It's almost supernatural. (laughs) How many, uh, how many months are you along now?
6: Seven or... (laughs) Hold on now. What's your meaning about this? I don't mean to insinuate anything. Except I do.
4: You're seven months along. The drought's seven months along. You
6: think I did all this? You think I'm a witch or something else like that? A sorceress?
4: No, no. I think that when you got pregnant, something changed. Shifted because of the father. What
6: about the father? Well... Who is he? That's none
4: People are saying that that because of the father- This is no one's business but my own, and I don't appreciate this at all.
6: I knew you didn't invite me here because you wanted to be friends.
4: Look, we can all be friendly when the rain comes down in spades, but until then, I need to start thinking about more than friendship. Well,
6: and we'll never be friends because I'm not talking. Willow, think about this. You can go back and tell your little town friends. That as far as anyone is concerned, and they shouldn't be, because it's none of their business, there is no father. I did this by myself. I'll raise it by myself, and that will have to be enough for us both.
4: Well, this isn't going to be easy. Of course, I've never liked easy. Someone has to know something. And I know someone who makes it their business to know everything.
3: a fire or a stroke otherwise you're just being a rather awful fool by interrupting my bridge game oh evening miss betty child what are you doing on my porch at this hour
1: who is it betty
4: come see for yourself miss mikhail howdy ladies Sorry to bother you this late in the evening. Course, I wouldn't do it if it
3: weren't awful important. Oh, stop hemming and hawing and get to the point. I've tea in the
4: kettle and money on the game. About the, the drought. About Willow. And? Since you know so much... <laughs> I was just wondering if you could tell me everything about what's happening with her. Of course, I wouldn't just bother you for no reason, but I think it's real important to end in the drought and all, and, I mean, you do know everything. <laughs> Stop flattering me, girl. Oh, sit down, Mikhail. You look more
3: uncomfortable than a Catholic in a Baptist revival. Sit. So, what do you want to know about the little miss over there?
4: Everything. Everything you remember. Anything that can help me find the father. The father? Why are you looking for him? Irving told me. You and Irving? It's not like that. Jesus, Miss Betty. Sorry, all I mean is that... You'd better
3: be sorry. You come around to my house, interrupt my bridge, raise your voice on my porch. I know I'm awful, but please, this is serious. Yes, and why is it so important to you? You always look down on us for sharing our good information, but here you are
4: begging. I don't beg. Miss Betty, please. Irvin told me it was you who told him that the drought had to stop when Willow's baby's father claimed his child. I need to find that man. Hmm. Haven't you ever loved something? Loved it so much that you put your whole heart and soul in it. Wouldn't you do everything to make sure it lives? Wouldn't you do everything? I love my farm, Miss Betty. I'd do anything. You think you... uh, I... It's the fifth. It's... Oh, it's the fifth. He turned 32 three hours
1: ago. Ezekiel. A fine boy. Always there to help. A good boy. May he rest and God bless the childless mother. I'm sorry, Miss Betty. He, uh, it... Graves is...
3: I don't... People don't
4: come by the Gravis house.
1: Gravis never let anyone in. After his wife died, that house became a fortress. A broken man is he.
3: Of course, I think the
1: only time anyone
3: comes up to the house is when Gravis orders flowers to put on his wife's grave. I always know when that is because I can see her grave from my bedroom window. Always the nicest red lilies. J.R. used to deliver, but his son does now. Irving delivers the flowers now? Mm Mm-hmm. I gotta go, but... I'll come back, maybe, if you would like. I neither need nor want your pity, Mikhail. I'm not some sad old woman you have to care for to ease your guilt. Fine, then. Have fun with your bridge. You can't just leave now, either. The art of information sharing is an old-time honored one. I gave, you got. Now
4: what do you have to give to me? I don't have time for this. Make time. Irvin, proposed to me.
1: What? Wait. What? Why? When? Where? What? When? How?
0: When? What? Girl! Girl. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Retribution, a miniseries. Retribution was written and composed by Jade Madison Scott, edited and directed by Cole Burkhardt, Terry McHale was played by Sophia Early, Willow Graves was played by Sage Fortune, Irving was played by Binar, Cornelius McHale was played by Elijah Yale, Miss Betty was played by Paige Elena, Cletus was played by Moses Princian, and the busybodies were played by Tom Ineer and Inez Jacobs Hinton. The Retribution logo was designed by Julia Patrick. If you wish to support the show and have access to behind-the-scene exclusives, subscribe to the WGC Productions Patreon, which can be accessed through the website www.wgcproductions.com.